Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to A View from the Bullings, pre-match the FA Cup game at home to Rotherham. Uh, today you're here with myself, Mick Kemp, Lee McLean and Carl McKenna. Lee, starting off regarding the FA Cup, just how is it? How important is it for Carlo and Everton to do well in this competition? It goes out saying it's, it's massively important, Mick. We know that, um, but it's becoming harder and harder to win each season, isn't it? Um, I think all sides have got like uh, an added incentive to win. I think you know, top sides have got a monopoly on this trophy of late. I think um, you know, you think Chelsea, Arsenal, especially um, Man United, outside of those group of teams, you know, no one's been able to break in and break that monopoly of sides and, and actually win this competition. And I think that's because. The, the managers are taking it more and more seriously because there's only sort of three competitions that the majority of sides can win at the start of the year. And if you think of the financial backing that some of these managers are getting at the top, they have to deliver a trophy. So I think that's why it's becoming more and more difficult to to break through and win, especially when you get to the quarters and the semis. You're often finding now that it's, it's the same side sort of um, in the last eight. So it's becoming more and more difficult. So I think for Everton to get over the line, Eventually, we've got to be perfect. You know, we are going to come across Man City or Chelsea or Liverpool, and we've got to sort of get this monkey off our back where that's as far as we go, and then out we go. Um, it's massively important. I think Ancelotti said he wants to deliver a trophy for Everton. I'm sure he will. Mm. My gut feeling is, and this is not me being negative, is that that we it might be still a season or a year too soon. I think. Um, we still need another couple, a transfer window or two to get the squad depth that Ancelotti wants and needs to get over the line. Um, I think for us to win it this season, we're going to have to be absolutely perfect. We're going to have to get some of these injured players back in time. Um, and our form's going to have to sort of improve um, at the right time. Because I think aside from the first three games of the season, we haven't really played that well. We've got results, but we've we've not really played that well. We're going to have to start playing better if we're going to go on and win the FA Cup. 
Mm. Carl, I mean, just touching on what Lee's just said there, um, you know, with the congested season, uh, you know, the Champions League is going to restart soon. Um, is, is this a, a really good time to, to hit the FA Cup hard and really go for it where, you know, the so-called big clubs might have their eyes on, on different trophies? Um, yeah, I think you could probably say that could be a good shout, Mick, to be honest, in regards to where the FA Cup's landed and how it's landed with, with, with the pandemic, with such the fixture uh, congestion that it sort of opens up a little door for us to try and put the afterburners on and, and throw a strong team out as strong as we can. Um, and get results in, in this FA Cup. Now, obviously, we've been here before, haven't we, with the teams that we played. And we've always sometimes said, you know, we've got Rotherham at home or, you know, it's it's going to be a, a shoo-in that we win. And for some strange reason, we, we've, we've always had that mentality and sometimes we've come up a little bit too short. So, with everything, the way things are, I think there's an opportunity for us definitely to... Um, go in for this very, very hard and make sure that we don't slip up. And like Lee just mentioned then, most teams might have their eye on other things um, and the fixer congestion will be definitely one of them. Mm. Lee, you know, just looking at Rotherham, um, you know, their form's not very good in the Championship with all due respect. They've, they've, mm-hmm. uh, they've won one in nine. Um, they sit 23rd in the league and they're currently averaging uh, less than a goal a game. So, given, <laughs> given Rotherham's form and, you know, their league position, is this a good time to uh, make some changes? Yeah, he will make changes, Mick. Um, we've got to, we, we'll pay them the respect that they do. Um, I don't think he's going to go full strength. I don't think we need to go full strength. Um, and I think it is an opportunity to freshen things up a little bit. Um, the obvious one you think about is Calvert-Lewin, isn't it? Because he looks, he looks dead on his feet. He needs a rest. Mm. Um, so I think we'll see him possibly given a rest. Um, I do think, I think Keane didn't play um, against West Ham. I think you'll see Keane come back in. Um, possibly Branthwaite could come in and, and get another opportunity at centre-back after the injury he got at the start of the season because he was looking really good before that. Mm. Uh, you, you, you think Nkunku started the season off on fire, had a had his chance against, was it Newcastle? Yes. Um, didn't really take it. He looked a bit, little bit nervous. So, it, you know, a chance for him to come in again against lower league opposition and maybe show us what he can do. So, I think there will be changes. I don't think it'll be wholesale. It's not going to be like 11, 11 changes. Uh, I think you might see four or five. And I think we should be able to do that and still come away with a, a comfortable win on Saturday. Mm, Carl, Carl, who do you think uh, you know might get the start? Some of the fringe players, who do you think might get the get the nod? Well, I mean, you mentioned touched on the Kunku there, and obviously you've got the likes of Gordon, who, who I think you know he's had a couple of chances recently, hasn't he, Gordon? And you know, unfortunately for him, I'm not too sure whether he's been match fit or that. He just hasn't really looked on point. Um, and you know, Bernard's coming to start the both them. So, so I do, I do think. Um, Nkunku will definitely get an opportunity to show his talent again. The kid looks a real good player, in my opinion. Like, um, I, I learned today that he's been studying English as well. Mm. Uh, and he said that his, he couldn't really speak English well, but he seems to be settling into English life now. So, you know, maybe he's just he's just so raw that he's he just needed that time. And maybe he's got that much ability that he could potentially be 
someone we could look to in the future is it a possibility for when they could do he never suffered an injury like like he has now because obviously we all know he's a massive player that we we definitely would wish we had him playing mm. but apart from the other fringe players I, I can't really see any more changes I mean he was pretty pretty certain on Brantwaite maybe playing but I, I can't see that happening myself personally I think this is a game that we're definitely going to have to win and I think, if anything, there'll be about one or two fringe players. Maybe the goalkeeper might be changed. Um, also might step in, but I can't see many more than that, to be honest with you, Mick. Mm. Lee, we've, we've been undated with, with tweets and messages, uh, which we thank everybody for. Uh, Tommy Williams uh, tweeted us, um, and, he, and, he, and he thinks John Joe Kenny might get the nod on, on Saturday and play it right back. Is, is it a little bit too late now for Kenny to, to stake a claim? Do you think that, that ship sailed? Yeah, I do, Mick. I'm with you on that one. Um, I like Kenny when he first uh, jumped in on the scene and I think he's still a good player. I, I don't think Ancelotti particularly fancies him. Um, he's tried a few different things, uh, alternative to starting Kenny. Um, you know, when Coleman was injured, he went with Holgate at the back and we did look a lot more solid. Um, so I do think it'll be between Holgate and, and Coleman again on Saturday. I can't see Kenny coming in. He was, we was playing right back at one point, remember, when he was playing right back? Yeah, yeah. and, and what does that say, Carl, about yeah. what, what he, what he exactly, thinks about yeah. Kenny? I, I don't think he's in his plans long term, unfortunately, because, you know, obviously he's a blue and and he's not a bad player. He went away, he did really well at Schalke. Um, no, I don't think he'll come in on Saturday, I'll be honest. Mm, OK, I mean, Carl, DCL, Richarlison, um, you know, they both need a goal, um, you know, but they also both need a rest. What do you do with these two on this one? <laughs> well, I, I mean, in regards to rest, Mick, I'm not too sure Richardson needs a rest. I think, if anything, he he needs to progress <laughs> again. I, I agree, Carl. Um, I agree with that one. DCL, yeah, obviously ran himself into the ground. Absolute machine anyway. Um, he deserves a rest. I'm not too sure who's going to play instead of him. Um Obviously, that's a bit of a touchy subject as far as forwards go at the club. But um, with the likes of a Charleston, I think if he does start, Mick, I think he's got to show a bit more for me at the moment. And he's got to be willing to want to score and willing to, to put the ball in the back of the net and, and, and not not so much give give like um, too many downbeat movements in his game. He, he looks like he's he's ran out of like enthusiasm to play with the, with the blue shirt last few games and I'm hoping it's just a little bit of because like you just said then he needs a goal and I'm hoping deep down that once he gets the goal he'll, he'll rekindle that love for the club or love for the shirt and start doing what he does best and that's working hard for the team and scoring goals He's trying too hard Carl he, I think with Richarlison I don't think it's a lack of effort I think he's gone it's this little drought he had one at Watford, didn't he? Um, and, and he's gone a few games without a goal now. And I think, was it Mark or Ian on the last show yeah. mentioned uh, the, the incident with Sigurdsson when he tried to get the ball off him and stuff? He's desperate to score. Mm. I think you'll see him possibly come in for Calvert-Lewin and, and start up front um, with a view to getting him a couple of goals you know, and that confidence back a little bit. Because mm. um, I think you can attribute a lot of his body language to the fact that he badly needs a goal. And I can, I, I can see him. I can see him taking this game by the scruff of the neck and, and well, he's, a couple he, he's a He's a pin-up guy, isn't he? And he always has been, only for the fact the former DCL this season. He was always with Charles and we looked two for goals. Always, always has been for the, for the last few seasons. Mm. The kid's a proper baller. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. 
But, you know, I, I think in regards to Watson's body language lately, I mean, you might say it might be a goal. I'm hoping you're right. But unfortunately, I haven't seen the body language and watching nearly every single game because we, we can at the moment. Um, I'm not too sure. And I'm hoping that you, you're right, Lee, about that one. Lee, the, you know, the attacking uh, flow of Everton, shall we say, you know, it, it has dried up and it has had to be sacrificed of late, um, partly due to uh, certain players being out injured. With Richarlison needing a goal, and, and I'm sure Carlo Ancelotti obviously realises he needs a goal, would you then give James maybe an hour uh, in behind Richarlison, like a number 10 role to maybe try and create and get him firing? Yep, I would. I would. Um, I think... James will start. I'm pretty confident he'll start because I don't think he'll play the full game. But I think that link-up and reigniting that link-up with Richarlison and that we saw at the start of the season, this is a really good opportunity to do that. Um, against, with respect, you know, much lesser opposition where he should get more time, more space on the ball. Just to get that confidence flowing again, you know, to bring into our next game uh, next week against Wolves. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see them two linking up again. Um, I'd love to see Hamed just given a, a little bit more of a free, free role uh, like he did at the at the start of the season, um, and I think that will have an impact on everyone else around him. Um, you've seen the lift to give the players at the start when you know he was in full flow. I think everyone just looked a foot taller and you know five yards quicker because of the sort of impact of having a player to that calibre playing next year. Um, and we need that back. We've missed that in the last few weeks. So it'd be good to see him back on the pitch. How how, how do you guys feel about... We've had a couple of tweets in regarding uh, people's lineups. Um, a, a, a Decore is, is another one who could probably do with the rest. He's, he's played in pretty much every game this season. Carl, is this the perfect game to give to give Decore a rest? Yeah, I'd agree with that, Mick. Yeah, he's definitely, definitely needs a rest him. He's um he's similar to DCL, hasn't he? He's played nearly every game and you know, he's put he's put he's put the miles in, hasn't he? Um I think it's been a hectic Christmas for him more than more than most of our team. So yeah, I agree. I think he should be arrested for this game hundred percent. Lee, who would you play in centre midfield if you're gonna arrest the core? Then we've got to arrest the core, right? We need to wrap him in cotton wool. If we if we lost him and Alan. Mm. You know, I would dread to think uh, where we'd be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, it, I think it's a good opportunity to give Tom Davis another chance. Um, you know, I, I have been critical of him in the past. That's well, that's putting it mildly. Um, but against this level of opposition, I would fancy Tom Davis to to you know feel a bit more comfortable, stand out a little bit, and again just gain that confidence. He played well against Sheffield United, didn't he? Yeah, uh, I thought he did. Back. Yeah, I thought he did. No, he was man of the match. Yeah, no, no pressure. Mm. He, he really did stand out. Um, so you know, let's hope there is a player in there somewhere, and he can finally step out from his own shadow, sort of thing. Um, so I think I think Davis will start if Decore doesn't. Um, you know, other than that, I'm struggling to think of other options that you've got in there. You've got Bernard, the option maybe playing him centrally, um, but I don't think he did himself any favours against West Ham. Um, also, rumours of him going. So. Are they going to risk putting him in and maybe getting injured if there's a promise of a fee uh, at the end of the transfer window? You don't know. Um, but I certainly think Tom Davis will be starting. Mm. Carl, if, you, if Tom Davis is probably going to start on Saturday, you would imagine, who would you partner in with? Would it be Andre Gomez? Uh, he, you know, he's had a couple of rests, a couple of rests in games now recently. Um, like Lee just said, bar, bar Andre Gomez and Tom Davis, there's, there's not a lot of options in there, is there for us? 
No, not at all. Mick, not at all. I think um, the likes of Davis and Gomez will definitely start on Saturday. I think they've basically been on the fringe of the team, haven't they, most of the season. When Alan and the core, they have fit, you know, probably between him and Sigurdsson, who plays Gomez and Sigurdsson. Um, so they're like, there's only one role really left, and it's Tom Davis to play that deeper role. Where I think he played that to the day. His passing ability was absolutely shocking, though. So, in regards to him playing, um, I'm hoping that he puts a good shift in because he has got he has got a lot to offer Tom Davis, even though you know he's unpredictable in some games. <laughs> he has got an engine on him, hasn't he? And he can get round the field and. Sometimes you watch him; he's just a frustrating player. Like he needs it, he needs to kick on a bit. And I think if he takes the game by the scruff of the neck on Saturday for the Blue Boys, and you know wins the battles in centre midfield, dictates the play, and then Gomez can get a bit of a link up playing. I think you know Carlo and Chilotti will be looking to them to say, you know, you're going to get us through this game, and you know dictate the pace and take the ball and pass the ball and try and get that movement of the ball quicker through that centre mid with Davis being a focal point of it. Mm. Chaps, before we move on to uh, transfer rumours, I need your predictions for, to, for Saturday. Who, who's going first? <laughs> yeah, we'll let you go first on this one, Lee. What's your predictions? 4-0. Uh, 4-0, OK. Yeah. And Carl, 2-0. 2-0, 2-0, OK, and I will go 3-0. So 2-0, 3-0 and... 4-0 to the Toffees. I've had too many cold and flu care times. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll move on to transfers. It's, it's been a, a you know a bit of a bit of movement sort of thing in the rumour mill uh, from the last time we recorded. Lee Christian Eriksson, and um, that's a rumour that keeps that keeps reoccurring at the moment. Christian Eriksson, and uh, he's he's available. Mm. He's he's still a decent age. You know, he's 28, 29. He's he's probably not the player he once was when he was at Spurs, but is he maybe an option that could come in and, and, and add something different to the team? Yeah, he is. Um, I think this very much split opinion on, on Twitter, didn't it, Mick? It did, um, yeah. You know, we, we put the feelers out there for this one. Um, you know, there's no doubt in his quality, obviously. Uh, I have seen a, a couple of uh, articles suggesting Pochettino might want to link up with him again at PSG. Um, I think if he does show an interest, there's only one way he's... Where, there's only one place he's going to end up and that'll be back at PSG and linking back up with uh, Poch but um, I mean I, yeah of course I'd have him um, you know slightly concerned that perhaps he hasn't shown the form that we've seen for Spurs maybe two or three years back at it in a lesser league um, you know you've seen what Lukaku's done for Inter he's, he's tore it up there hasn't he um, I don't really think he's set any yeah, houses on fire you know playing for Inter Milan so I don't know I'm, I'm I'm cautious, really. Uh, I'm not 100% sold on the idea. Um, but at the end of the day, I can't see that one happening anyway. No. So I'm not going to get too worried. Too worried about it. Carl, you weren't in no. the podcast uh, on Sunday. The Sami Kadira links, they've kind of dried up a little bit now. Um, do you see that one still happening? No, I don't, Mick, to be honest. I think um, I'd be wise not to sign him. I mean, you know, he, again, he was in, he's in the Italian league and what is he, 33, 34 now? Mm-hmm. And he's unable to even get in that team. And, you know, everybody knows that the Premier League's the fastest league in, in, in well, the world, probably. So, mm-hmm. to sign a player who's struggling to make it in, in the Italian league in the centre of the park, I, I don't think it'd be wise, personally. Um, we, need, we need athleticism in there. And 
when you haven't got Alan and the core, you're going to throw Kadir in there. I just don't think it really it doesn't really balance it out, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would say that would be a a bad move, even though he has got fast experience and possibly in games you might get a good game or two out of him. Um, I just don't feel as though it's necessary to mm. buy a player like him at this moment in time. Okay, and another incoming that, that's been rumoured is is one who's already at the club. It's Robin Olsen, the goalkeeper, Lee. You know, he's currently on loan. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. it looks like uh, Everton are trying to make a move from it the, the fee rumoured to be is around £6 million would yeah. that, that be good business tying him up now? Yeah yeah, I think so I think that's a no-brainer um, £6 million in today's market's nothing and I think he's shown when he's come in um, you know he's been really solid he's, he's done well um, the defence looked pretty confident with him behind them um, he's definitely more commanding coming for crosses than You'd say Pickford is, you know, he's he's not the same level at, at shot stopping and and stuff as as Jordan Pickford, but um, I think for six million pound, that's a really solid backup goalie there. That's that's gonna give Pickford a, a little bit of a kick up the backside that he needs at times. Um, so yeah, I can very much see that one coming off. Carl, what are your thoughts on Robin Olsen? Yeah, I'd um, I'd be making that purchase definitely. I think he's he'd be a good a good second goalkeeper. I mean. We haven't really signed any good ones, have we, over the, over the few years? Every keeper we've seen to sign as a backup keeper, he seems to just fall by the wayside. I've, I've seen rumours that the other goalkeeper that we've got, I can't even Lowell was his name? Lossel. yeah, he's on the way out. And when we got him from, was it Huddersfield he bought him from? Yes, Huddersfield. He was he's never had a look in, has he? No, he was supposed to step right in as the number two. And he, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's probably got something to do with the manager changing and all that. But I think this also is probably our best one we've had that we can probably say if Pickwood ever got an injury, we'd all feel confident that he could step in. Mm. He's only 30 as well. Yeah, he's so, at a good age and for a goalkeeper. For a goalie. Yeah, it's it's not old for a goalie. Um, yeah, he's paid, he's played at some some high level games as yeah, well for Roma, he, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, and he still plays for Sweden, which is, you know, I'm not saying that's a that's an indication of the level that he should be at. But Sweden, you know, it's an international goalkeeper, isn't it, at the end of the day? so Yeah, confidence, yeah, believe, soon, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on to outgoings, uh, Moise Keenley, heavily linked again to be sealing a permanent move to, to PSG for around £31 million. Pounds. He, he scored again midweek. Uh, you know, he's been banging the goals in. Is this mm. a good time to cash in now or, or do we need to be in a rush? Do we hold on to him until the summer? No, I, I, I can't. I could see it happening this month, Mick. I think it's striking while the iron's off, isn't it? He's he's flying every every game he's playing at the minute. He seems to be bagging one or two. Um, we mentioned it at the weekend. I think his time at Everton's probably done. Um, for one reason or another, it just didn't didn't seem to settle. Um, with us. So yeah, I think now it's it's maximising the fee. So it's up to the people in the background, um, brands, contract day need to earn the pennies in January and make sure that we we do what Liverpool do and you know get the right money for them um you know and I mentioned it on Twitter it was quite funny um you know Rian Brewster went to Sheffield United for something like 23 million pounds yeah. you know unbelievable you know if they're getting 23 million pounds for him what should we be looking for for Moise Keane like 300 million mm-hmm. um you know that obviously that's not going to happen, but we should we should be pushing for thirty five upwards. Um, what did we pay for him? I don't really know. I think it's twenty five. I think it was twenty eight million. I think off twenty eight. I think it was twenty eight guys. 
okay, so we, we bought him for 28. We're not going to make a loss on him. Um, and he's gone over to PSG, one of the most, you know, respected, one of the biggest clubs in the Champions League. And he's he's doing unbelievable for them alongside Neymar and Mbappe. So why shouldn't we be looking for, you know, push for 40? I'll tell a lie. It's, uh, he signed on a five-year deal uh, in the summer of 2019 in a deal worth a reported fee of 36.6 million, Lee. Well, okay. Well, so that, there we go. Mm. So what, what, don't let him go unless we get the absolute right fee. I mean, PSG aren't exactly scratching behind the couch for a few of our <laughs> Um So, you know, we, we, we name our fee. If, if we don't get it, then he comes back. Yeah. Moving on from, from Moise Keane, Carl. Another one that's been rumoured to leave the club this month is Bernard. Um, and the interested club is, is Roma, which is where, obviously, we've got Robin Olsen on loan from. Could you see maybe a bit of a swap deal going on there with a bit of cash involved? or? Um, I think that'll just be a straight swap, that, to be honest, Mick. Um, I think Everton will be happy happy to do that. Uh, Bernard's one of our highest earners, if, if caught me if I'm wrong, like, mm. but I'm sure he's on like 100k he and above. Yeah, uh, We did get him for a free... So, you know, it'd be, it'd be a good business, I think. You know, move Bernard over to Roma and, and we take Olsen. And it's, you know, pretty pretty easy transaction as well. And I, I think, if anything, we're getting probably the better deal out of that one. I think Olsen's going to save us more goals than Bernard had scored us goals, if that makes sense. Yeah, good shout, mate. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy to see that deal go ahead. Um, in regards to Bernard just leaving full stop, if that wasn't to be a deal, then I would be happy in that in that deal as well. I don't, I don't think that... Um, he, he has the uh, ability to take us to the next level. Where would you feel with that one, Lee, if, if we did a swap deal for Olsen for Bernard? Uh, I wouldn't change a word. That just come out of Carl's no. mouth, I think. No, I think we'd come out, the, out of that deal um, better. I think, uh, yeah, we, we didn't pay anything for him. He's a massive earner. Are we getting banged for our book with him? No. Um, and I don't think that's ever going to change, really. Um He's not a regular starter. Ancelotti's probably not convinced. Um, so, you know, if we can get him off the wage bill, get Olsen in, uh, and if that clears up the wage bill and gives us the chance to reinforce somewhere where we really need it this month, then that, that'll be a goer. And, and another another one that's been rumoured to be um, linked with us is Idrissa Garner Gay, one of our old players who it seems to be on the on the on the fringes at Paris Saint-Germain now surprisingly you know given that he was highly thought of uh, last season Carl I personally think it would be a really good sign I know people say never to go back but Idris Agana Gay was was so good for Everton I don't think we could turn our nose up at it do you no chance Mick. I think what you just said then mate is absolutely spot on if he was available you've got to be in the mix there you've got to be in the mix um, he's a like-for-like Alan player type, isn't he? Although Alan's probably a bit more better on the ball. Um, Garner Gay does exactly what he says on the tin, and I would be 110% looking to, to get him. Definitely more than, than the Kadira deal. You know, I think if Garner Gay comes available, I think we, we've got to be looking at making some deal there. And even if it involved um, back to Moyes Keane, with him going back to PSG, you know, could we do something there? Is there any possibility of anything going on with that deal? Because that would be something that could also work in our favour. Lee, where would you sit with, with Idris Agana Gay? Oh, I'd love him back. I really would. I loved him when he was here. Mm. Um, you know, you can't begrudge the fact that he went to PSG and, and he, you know, he's got his big move and he's done well, won a couple of trophies. But 
yeah, he's found himself on the edge of things there. And if there's an opportunity for Everton to get him back, you know, we're still getting a player, you know, pretty much in his prime, uh, proven in the Premier League with a couple of different clubs. Um, and he's just, he's like a Duracell battery. He never, he, he looks like he's not even uh, played a game after 95 minutes. Uh, to have that energy back, um, you know, even, even if he didn't start every week, uh, which I think he would. Um, you know, imagine where we'd be if if he was there as an option when Alan got injured. Um, I just I just think it's a no brainer. Isn't he about thirty three as well, Mick? He's about thirty three, isn't he, Garnica? Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's thirty two now, Garnica. Thirty two. Yeah, but he's he's still got that engine on him, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. He's still he'd be a great asset for us. Sorry, guys, he's thirty one. He's thirty one. He's thirty two in not... September. Okay. Uh, well. Well, he's nowhere near 32, is he? No, no, um, he's not. And I just think, no, that that's an absolute no-brainer. Yeah, he's me. got that's two or three years left. Last, last week, if you yeah, you offered me him or Kadira, I'd be I'd be looking at the option of Gay every every day. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, I agree with the pair. He's moving away from from transfers a little bit. Talking about uh, contracts, Everton are are in talks with Luca Dean to sign a new contract. Carl, just how important is it to get Luca Dean tied up? He's in his he's in his prime now. He's he's 27 and he, he's been a real mainstay at Everton now and we didn't think that we would you know be able to replace Leighton Payne so I hate to say it but so so seamlessly and, and we really have with Luca Dean haven't we? Oh 110% Mick I mean what a player he is I mean when we signed him from Barcelona I was thinking oh, here we go again you know what I mean if you stand here and, and on the fringe left back of Jordi Alba and, you know, only that Jordi Alba was in that team, Luca Dean would be playing for them week in, week out, 100%. He he is undoubtedly one of the best left-backs in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think his stats at the moment, well, even when he's been out injured, are still pretty high, aren't they, for assists they and, and, and play in, in playing that. And I think we went moved back to the Charleston talk before. I do feel sorry for him at the moment, the Charleston, because I think he is frustrated not having him Next Zoom, if that makes sense. Yeah, Lee, like Carl said, he probably doesn't get the plaudits he deserves from the media, uh, Luca Dean. But like, like, like I just said, you know, judging how important Leighton Baines was for us, and we managed to keep him at the club for a very long time, it, it's really important, is it, that we don't let the the vultures start circling over Luca Dean? No, we've got we've got to do everything we can to keep hold of him. Um, you know, time down to that contract. He seems happy here. I think it's a very important to have stability in your back four. Um, you know, you've seen, even going back to the Moyes area, you had Jaggy Elka. Um, he was there for for 10 years plus, you know, with, with Distan as his main partner there. You've got to keep a settled back four. Um, and, you know, Luca Dean, for me, Carl, you've just said one of the best. For me, he's, he's, he's the best left back in the Premier League. It's only because he's playing for us that he doesn't get even more recognition. Um, so... That would be the biggest signing of the January window. We can get him tied down to a long-term deal because he's absolutely mustard, isn't he? He's just, he's just brilliant. Oh, he's absolutely awesome. I mean, that that left foot's just a wand, isn't it? And his ability to to play football, he's he's hungry, isn't he? Every game, he's hundred and ten percent, and he just looks class. Yeah, just, like everything he does mm. is just class. Um, he's wore the armband a few times as well, so that could be something yeah. for him in the future, couldn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. I think he's outstanding. Like I say, and I think. I personally think it's really important we keep him. I think when you keep people like Luca Dean at your club, it, it also attracts players, doesn't it? When you have key players staying, signing big mm-hmm. contracts, you know, people want to be 
a part of the project that we're trying to do here. Just going back to the FA Cup, gents, uh, we've had a couple of tweets in regards to FA Cup, Champions League. Uh, I know we spoke off air between the three of us. Where do you two pair sit with, with FA Cup or Champions League qualification? Which one's more important? Go on, Carl. Lee, you go first. Thanks, Lee. Cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would... Yeah, FA Cup. Get get some silverware in that cabinet, isn't it? You know, let's let's get a day out for the for the Sophie um, Sophie men and women, and let's um, get some silverware in. I mean, obviously, we did speak off in. You mentioned a good point there, Mike, about you know the project of Everton probably does sit with us being in Europe regularly. Yeah, um, I think that's where we are anticipating going, and I think that's why we probably have got old of Ancelotti. Um, I think that is definitely, definitely some, some parts of the project. But for now, for me, silverware FA Cup. Yeah, we've got to go in and we've got to try and make this work and, and, and get that, get that feeling back of Everton being in the running for cups, uh, domestic cups, all the time. Lee, I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to ask you anyway: FA Cup or Champions League qualification? No, mate. Yeah, yeah. mate. I, I, I'd say staying up on goal difference in seventeen <laughs> and winning the FA Cup. Right now. <laughs> Wait, I, don't know whether my body would, though, Lee. No, wait, I know. I, well, I don't know whether I could go through another Wimbledon Coventry. Like, no, maybe, no maybe that's going a little bit over the top, but I know <laughs> to do that every now and again. Um, but yeah, no, mate, it, it would be, it would just change everything. Um, you know, if you'd have told me when I was 12 watching us win the FA Cup that I was going to be sat here 37 with four kids and I haven't seen us win something else since. You know, as I thought you were mad, you know, because at the time it'd been eight years and that was yeah. the drought. You know, I remember the headlines, you know, Everton and the drought after mm-hmm. eight years. Yeah. What I is, think, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we've, we've, <laughs> we're definitely, definitely coming to a real, real bad time in regards to being in competitive uh, domestic cup games, aren't we? Where we should, well, you know, we lost against United the other day. You know, we, we need to really turn a corner, don't we, with these, I think. Yeah, of course we do, um, and you know we're, we're good enough to do it. Um, but we, we, as I mentioned before, we've got to be perfect with the squad that we've got now. We're going to have to time. We're going to have to have that bit of luck. I don't think anyone's ever won a trophy without a little bit of luck. Perhaps we've been unfortunate in that respect, um, you know, in recent years, to put it mildly. But again, but there's been other times where we've just plainly not been good enough or we've not mm-hmm. took it seriously enough. Um, I think if you were to ask the same question, no myth to Ancelotti, I think the answer would be different. Yeah, I, I said, said that there. to you, Pair, didn't I, off air? I think if you ask Carlo the, that question. You're the aim. I think, yeah, yeah, I think the project needs Champions League financially, obviously, with the, with the, with the rewards when you get into the Champions League, but also for the project that Carlo's trying to build, obviously, entice higher quality players in bigger names you've got to get into Europe haven't you really and I, I still have that feeling of the magic of the FA Cup but I'm not I'm not sure the players probably feel the same way like they did 30 years ago unfortunately regarding the FA Cup yeah I just like them, yeah. well maybe, maybe it's, it's best you know for the sake of my marriage potentially and <laughs> my children it's best that we don't win it this year because you wouldn't see me for a week oh, me too oh, mate yeah. me too mate me too yeah. you'll be down in London for the whole week I think. oh I've told I've told me Mrs. I, you, won't, you won't see me for a week I won't be home I think a lot I think a lot of Everton fans would end up divorced and single after yeah. that way <laughs> well going off the tweets that we had we had a tweet off Barry Sherlock thanks for the tweet Barry um, you know, he says it's absolutely imperative that we do well in the cup, and the strongest team should is required. Uh, we also had a tweet off Gray nineteen seventy eight. Thanks for the tweet. 
Uh, he thinks the cup is definitely something we should take very seriously. Potential silverware with a few decent favourable ties along the way. And I think like what he just said there, I think, you know, we're not the strongest team in the league. We all know that. But if we do have a favourable run, we have got the quality to to maybe go all the way. Maybe. Let's hope so, guys. Uh, on that note, the next podcast, ladies and gentlemen, will be on Sunday. Uh, we will be talking post-match Rotherham and also the build-up to uh, a big three games coming up, which is Wolves in the midweek, Aston Villa and Leicester. Uh, in the meantime, guys, we know it's a really tough time out there for everybody at the moment with, with lockdown and, and multiple other things going on. We just hope that you all stay positive, keep thinking positive, um, you know, keep watching the Blues. Um, you know, keep talking to one another. Always look out for one another. If you haven't, if you've got someone that you haven't checked up on in a while, guys, you know, please check up on them. Um, you know, it could mean the world to them. There's a lot of a lot of people struggling out there. Um, Lee's DMs, my DMs, Carl's not on Twitter, but our DMs are always open uh, mm-hmm. as are a view from the bullying. So if you ever need anything or ever just want to have a chat about football, you know, we're always there. Also, the competition we're running, um, I'm sure you've probably already heard. The buzzword being used by Lee. Remember, uh, we need your answers in by 8pm Friday. So that is tomorrow. And a winner will be drawn out of a hat and announced just after 8 o'clock tomorrow. In the meantime, guys, thanks for both joining me. I really appreciate it. Take care, nice everybody. One, nice one, mate. Cheers, guys. Take care, everybody. Up the yeah, up the up the and we will be back Sunday. Cheers, guys. Take care. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin. While the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM.